0: Hello, I'm Dr. Jonathan Barker, pastor here at Amazing Grace Baptist Church in Mount Airy, North Carolina. I would like to personally thank you for taking out time today to tune in to our preaching podcast. We hope that this message will be a great encouragement to your heart today. Psalms 126 tonight, very familiar verses tonight. I want to share a little thought with you out of this chapter, Psalm 126, and uh very familiar verses. I'm sure you'll know them when you get to them tonight. I'm going to give you three places tonight that uh, I'm going to look at tonight. It won't take long, I'll promise you that. But I trust the Lord will use these to speak to our hearts tonight. Our Heavenly Father, I want you to help me tonight. Lord, I, you, you know what you're doing. And yesterday, when you began to work in my heart about what to preach on tonight, I, Lord, I, I, I know you knew who would be here even tonight. I pray the Holy Spirit will take the Word of God and work in our hearts tonight. May we say what we need to say. May we do what we need to do. I pray you'll work mightily in every heart in the service tonight. Most of all, face somebody here lost tonight. I pray this will be the night they'll get saved by the grace of God. I pray face somebody here tonight that's not uh, been being the child of God they ought to be. I pray the Holy Spirit will speak to their heart, be to every need tonight, and may all the will of God be done. Again, I pray be with our pastor tonight and help him. We'll thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to read in just a minute, but I want to say this before I read tonight. In our fundamental Bible preaching churches, there are multitudes of people that has never led one soul to Christ. Did you know that? If I started over here, Brother Stan, went down this side this night, come up, down, back up, and ask you the question, has there ever been a time in your life that you took the Bible and led somebody to Christ. Would you be embarrassed for me to ask you that tonight? I know you win souls many different ways. You do it by influence. You do it by living right. You do it by being faithful. People look at you. You're the light of the world. And, uh, and we are the light of the world. And uh, it's easy to have sanctuary lights. We got sanctuary lights in here. We shine bright in here. But what we need in this world is some street lights. Are you listening to me? So I, I want to say to you tonight: If I was to ask you the question tonight, is there ever a time in your life that you led somebody to Christ? I wonder what you'd say this evening. Now, again, I know by our influence we influence them to come to church, and many times people that we invite to church they'll come and get saved, and that's a good thing. But I believe we need to look afresh and anew at Proverbs chapter number eleven, verse number thirty. The Bible said, "And the fruit of righteousness is the tree of life." And he that went of souls is wise. Now, I'm going to read our Psalms in a minute. But uh, the fruit of the righteous is the tree of life. But he that went of souls is wise tonight. And I think he's wise for many reasons. I think he's wise because of the, uh, how long a soul lives. You see, when you was conceived in your mother's womb, you became a living soul. And uh, you're never going to die. You're going to live forever somewhere. I was witnessing a few weeks ago to a drunk Jew. I was sitting in a motel in a distant town while I was preaching revival. And I got out of the car one night and this Jew and another guy was sitting out there riding motorcycles. And uh, the dragon, anybody know where the dragon's at? I was preaching in Graham County. And uh, a and, and guy out of the car and I reached in my pocket and got a gospel track. And uh, gave both of them a track. And one guy said, I don't need that, I'm already saved. We're sitting there drinking beer, but anyhow. And uh, the other one, the Jew, sitting on the other side, and he's about half drunk. And uh, he, he brought that subject up. He said, uh, when does life begin? I said, there's no question about that. Life begins at conception. Help me. That's when it starts. you right, listen. And I'll say tonight, we ought to win souls tonight because of the length of a soul. A soul's going to live forever. The day you was conceived in your mother's womb, uh, you became a living soul. You'll live forever and forever and forever. That guy said, I don't believe that. He said, I don't believe it. don't start till you're born. I said, well, the Bible said John the Baptist leaped in his mother's womb was shouting. Are y'all, y'all hearing me? So uh, I want to say to you now, uh, we ought to be soul winners tonight. And I'll just say this before I read tonight. You'd be surprised tonight Well, you can win people to God if you'll just try I won't say that again. You'll be surprised and outward. God will allow you to win others to Christ if you'll just try. I walked in the Verizon store the other day and uh, I had some issues with my phone and uh, I walked in the Verizon store and, and uh, the lady took care of it. After she got done I'm sitting at the table right here with her and, uh, and I looked across the table and I said, where do you go to church at? She said, I used to go to so and so. I said, so you don't go to church now? She said, no. I said, well, let me ask you another question. If you died right now, where would you go? She said, well, I hope I'd go to heaven. I said, how would you like to change that today? She said, what? I said, how would you like to change that today? How would you like to know you're going to heaven? You take the word hope out and put that uh, no in, the, in place of it. And she said, really? I said, sure. And for the next 30 minutes, was you with me? For the next 30 minutes, didn't a soul come into that building? Man, I tore into telling her about Christ. For 30 minutes, God kept the door shut. How would nobody come in so I could talk to that lady? After about 30 minutes, anybody got any idea what happened? Yeah. She got a big bonus that day at Verizon. She, she got, I'm telling you tonight, you'll be surprised where God will use you to win souls if you'll just let him. Uh, I was at the depot some time ago. And uh, you know, everybody at the depot, when you get down at the depot, you go over to the store and get ice cream. Don't look at me like that. Y'all know what I'm talking about? And uh, you get ice cream. If you pay $50 for a meal, y'all get some free ice cream. So I, we go over to get our ice cream. And uh, this Spanish lady is working in there. Y'all probably know who she is. And uh, her name's Bertha. And, uh, 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 and again, God, for a long time, allowed me to stand there and witness that lady and tell her about Christ. And uh, while my family's over there eating her ice cream, looking at the goodies, God let me stand there and lead that lady to Christ. Uh, are you listening? A man that wins souls, listen to me tonight. God says a man that wins souls is wise. And I'll say this to you now, you'll be surprised where God will let you lead people to Christ through this lady. I, I sang thinking today about many years ago, I was riding in a 50-ton mat truck and led the driver to Christ. That's the truth. Uh, it works anywhere. The Word of God is not bounded into these, these four walls. And, uh, and I'll say to you now, you're wise to win souls. And again, that's just before I read the text tonight. If I, if I ask you the question tonight, has there ever been a time in your life that you one-on-one led somebody to Christ? If you say no, listen to me now. You're missing the greatest, one of the greatest blessings in the world. It's almost like getting saved again. And, uh, and I'll say this to you tonight. There's a lady got saved. I was staying in Ringo, Georgia this week while I was preaching. And the last time I was in that area, I saw a lady get saved in the motel. And I just want to say this to you tonight, everybody ought to be a soul winner. Uh, God didn't leave us here just to warm the pill, warm a chair. But he left us here to win souls and get people saved by the grace of God. And, uh, and the older I get, to more I realize that. My days are limited. I'm on the last leg of my journey. And if I'm ever going to be a soul winner, if I'm ever going to win people to Christ and try to get folks saved, I'll do it now. By the way, while you're young, you ought to do it. Uh, are you listening to me? So look at this text here tonight. Notice in this text here tonight. And again, don't forget Proverbs. Chapter 11, verse number 30. The fruit of the righteous is true life, and he that winneth souls. He that winneth souls is wise. You know what I have people tell me quite often? I just can't talk. Well, let them shortchange you at Walmart, see if you can talk. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Let the credit card thing come up the wrong way, see if you can talk. You don't have a problem with that. How, we just need to talk about the right thing. And he that winneth souls is wise. Tell others about the Lord Jesus Christ. you say, I'm afraid to. What are you afraid of? you say, I got my sheep. Well, you just get to go to heaven. <laughs> Notice this verse right here. The Bible said in Psalm 126, I was going to read the whole thing, but look at verse 5. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. He that go forth weepeth and beareth precious seed shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his seeds with him. Notice what the psalmist is saying here. He says in verse number 6, He that go forth and weepeth and beareth precious seed shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his seeds with him. In that verse, it tells us how to win souls. How uh, we're to sow the seed with tears. How uh, we're to weep over those that's lost without God. And uh, we're to pray that God will give us a tremendous burden uh, for those that's not saved. I remember years ago when I first got saved. Uh, that in the mountain where I was raised, where I went to home, my home church there, they would, they would flood the altars, and weep and cry, oh, white pine floor. I remember it. Uh, tears would flow out their eyes down on that old white pine floor. Praying for their young and praying for their loved ones and praying for their neighbors as they get saved. And when they come to the house of God, they were such drawing power. that was such drawing force. Hey, folk, we get saved by the grace of God. I say, God, get us back to that again. I say, God, do that again. And, uh, and, and notice in this text here tonight, He that goeth forth weepeth and, uh, and bearing precious seed. and shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his seeds with him. I'll talk to you a little bit tonight about this thought. And don't y'all to know this? I've got a brand new watch. Brand new, nine ninety five. Right there it is. And I had another one, was nine ninety five and it quit running. And uh, so, you can buy a watch, cheap and you can have a battery put in it. But notice this right here. I've got a watch. Notice this right here. He that goes for a of our precious seed shall doubtless come again with rejoicing and get this part, bringing his cheese with him. I'll talk to you a little bit tonight on how to have a happy harvest. How to have a happy harvest. He says in the text verse here tonight, I shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his seeds with him. I'll promise you tonight it will do something for you if you'll allow God to work through you to win somebody else to Christ. You'll never get over that. I'll promise you that. If, If you've never done it, I'll promise you you'll never get over it. And I'll just say this tonight. We can have a happy harvest tonight. If you study your Bible, you'll find in the Word of God, harvest is mentioned feet to one times in our Bible. And we could start in Genesis, and come all the way through the Bible, and I'd look at different places about harvest in the Bible. How about it's mentioned feet to one different times in the Word of God. But let me give three things, way of introduction about the harvest tonight. First of all, note the reality of the harvest. The reality of the harvest tonight. And the reality of the harvest tonight is John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, And the reality is that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Uh, That's the reality tonight. Uh, In other words, there's provisions for everybody. Everybody can be saved. Are you listening to me? I said everybody can be saved. Red, yellow, black, white, doesn't matter who they are. Thank God they would be saved if they'll trust Christ tonight. As of August the 11th, 2023, there are 7800000000 46,000 people in the world. Now, that's bumping 8 million people. That's of this morning. I would challenge you to go on your computer and look how, 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 how that population is growing. I had to write that down real quick because it's changing. That's so quick. And I'll say to you, think about this this afternoon. seven, seven billion, eight 46,000 people on planet Earth. And think about what I'm saying tonight. The reality of the harvest tonight. uh, It's real tonight. Uh, And here's the thing about that tonight. The majority of them has never had a clear presentation of the gospel. I want to hasten to say this. They've had a gospel, but it was a deluded gospel. They've not had the real gospel. They've had the kind of gospel that Paul talks about in the book of Galatians. Paul said, who have bewitched you, that you should not obey the truth. The gospel. And I'll say this to you that the reality of it tonight is simply this. The majority of folk in this world tonight, it's not that they're not religious. It's not that some of them they'll go to church. But they've, they've had a deluded gospel. It's not grace in works. It's not grace in baptism. It's not grace in doing better. It's not grace in this and that. It's grace in put a period beside all you. All you do is furnish the sinner and God does the rest. That night I got saved, that's all I done. I, I have nothing in my head to bring. It's not what I do, it's not what, it's what he's already done. So I'll say to you now, the reality of the gospel. The majority of the world has not had that. Not the reality of the gospel, but not uh, the reality of the harvest. But then notice the readiness of the harvest. It's ready tonight. Listen to this verse right here. John chapter 4, verse 35. My brother in heaven, hits his favorite verse. Here it is. Say not ye, thou four months, and yet cometh the harvest. He said, Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes, look on the fields, for they're already white under harvest. Now, these farmers in here are not. They'll tag you. They drive down the red field, wheat field, and those, uh, the, at the top of it, those grains are getting white, and uh, those grains will get ready to fall to the ground because it needs to be harvested. And may I say to he said, lift up your eyes, look on the fields. They're already white under harvest. Uh, you don't have to wait any longer. I got home Monday afternoon, meat uh, was out preaching, and uh, <laughs> I went out to my watermelon patch. Hallelujah. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and I went out to my cantaloupe patch. Hey, Amen. Anybody got any idea what i done? Pulled them green. But it <laughs> I wanted one. But it was good, wasn't it, Mom? It's good. And uh, the cantaloupe will be ready tonight. I'll let it get a couple more days, and I'll go home and invest it in the ministry tonight. But here's what I start to say. If, you, if you'll look, if you look, uh, the field's already white under harvest. You don't see the reality of the heart, but you see the readiness. Uh, the the, the m- m- multitude waiting on somebody to tell them about cry, but then you don't want to see that way of introduction—the ready of the harvest. But then there's the rejection of the harvest. This, this verse right here, Bible said in uh, Jeremiah chapter eight, verse number twenty: "The harvest is past, and the summer's ended; the rejection of the harvest. The harvest is past." And the summer's ended, and yet we're not saved. Think about what I just said, the rejection of the harvest. How the harvest is passed, and the summer's ended. And you and I both know that. And by the way, we're coming up on the end of the summer now. It's not going to be long. There'll be inches of snow on the ground. Even so, even so, Lord Jesus, do it. I hate this hot weather. But listen to this. Uh, well, I didn't get no witnesses on that, Brother Ted. <laughs> but anyhow, listen to this. Uh, summer's past. And you know, when summer's past, the garden's over. When summer's past, it's all done. I planted some late beans. I've also planted uh, some late peas. But uh, they'll be in about September. But when the summer's past, the harvest is over. And you see the rejection of the harvest. Jeremiah said that here. The harvest is past and the summer's ended. And yet we're not saved. And I'll just say this to you tonight. There are so many tonight that don't know God. We need to reach them. This blows my mind. Listen to this. I looked it up again today. Fifty-six million people die every year. Now, again, if you go to my iPad and look at it and watch that, the calendar doesn't stop. Hit it, bam, 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 bam. Think about that. Fifty-six million. I'm talking about the rejection of the harvest. Uh, and, and I've got it broke down, but I'm not going to give it to you because I won't let you go home at the o'clock. But listen to this. Uh, not only fifty-six million die every year. You'll study that out, you'll find 106 people die every minute. 106 people every minute. You look at your clock tonight, watch that many hand go around, sit one time. While that many hand's going around one time, guess what? 106 people has went out into eternity to meet God. And we know this tonight. I'm not judging nobody. We know this tonight. The majority of those die without God. Just how do you know that? Well, listen to this verse right here. Matthew chapter 7, verse 13. Enter in the straight gate. For wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth unto destruction, and many there be that go in thereat. Listen to this next verse. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way that leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. So I want to say to you now, out of the hundred and six that die every 60 seconds, think about this tonight, the majority of them die and go to hell. I thought about this when I said it again today. hundred and six die every minute. Without Christ. How about 106 people? This is a very conservative figure. How the 106 people that die every minute? We could safely say this is a very conservative figure. 52 of them die without God. Think about that tonight. 52 people every minute. Now that, that's, that's a way conservative. It's far more than that. But to be safe, I think about it tonight. 52 of them Die without Christ. The majority of them die without Christ. And uh, while you're sitting here in this service tonight, if you watch, watch this right here, watch me. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Somebody went to hell. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Somebody went to hell. One, two, three, and on and on. Now, I don't know if that does anything to do you or not, that blows my mind. And, and, and don't you hear this one more time. I'm not judging nobody. We know from the Bible, the majority of those die without, uh, the world dies without Christ. We know that. Broad is the way, wide is the gate. And, uh, and that's a very conservative figure. You sit there for 12 seconds, look on your phone, uh, and think about somebody dropping off into hell. That, that's a sobering thought, brother. Uh, that's a sobering thought. And I'll tell you this tonight, that makes me want to give out tracts. That makes me want to tell somebody about Christ. Hey, uh, every 12 seconds, Think about it tonight. Every twelve seconds, uh, somebody drops off into hell without Christ. And I'll just say this tonight. I, I, and by the way, if you study your Bible, you'll find this scene again. The majority of them. That figure I'm giving now is a very conservative figure. But uh, I, I want to look at this real quick with you tonight. Uh, the, when I think about the harvest tonight, how to have a happy harvest. Now, if you're going to have a harvest, you got to do what? Before you reap, you got to do what? Boy, you people are smart. Let's run that rabbit one more time. Before you reap, you've got to. Brother Doug sat back here tonight. He is the master gardener. I asked him questions all the time. He probably gets tired of me talking to that part. And I asked him this and that and what to spray and what to do and what to not to do. And uh, he sure told me right about watermelons, glory to God. It's like Cana Land down at my house. And uh, come on down, though $40 apiece, I'll be glad to have you. Else. <laughs> but, but But here's what I started saying they the, the, the have a happy harvest tonight uh, and to uh, have a rejoicing and that's what the text says he that goeth forth we shall bear precious seed shall doubtless come again with rejoicing a happy harvest tonight to have a ha- happy harvest you got to sow you got to sow three things now I'm done number one you got to sow the word you got to sow the word look at the verse he that go forth we shall bear precious seed what's that precious seed that precious seed is none other than the word of God And uh, and by the way, the Word of God gets the job done tonight. Uh, The precious seed tonight, the precious seed. That's the Word of God tonight. Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible seed. Well, I picked up a book yesterday. You ought to get this book. It shows the difference in the NIV and the King James. And uh, and the ESV, a lot of independents are going to the ESV. As far as I'm concerned, you'd as well go get you a book out of the library. Uh, The Bible's laying right here on the pulpit. I'm talking about the old KJV. Are y'all listening to me tonight? Uh, a lot of churches changing tonight. A lot of preachers changing tonight. I know some guys that used to preach out of that Bible. and preach against anybody that would leave that Bible. But tonight they got ESVs. Yeah, are y'all here? I'm telling you, I call the name, but I ain't going to do it. I, I'm just telling you this tonight. The, what we got to say, no one got to sow the Word. Sow the, word. Uh, the Bible's the Word of God. I sow the seed. Thank God the Word of God tonight. It works tonight. Let me tell you something tonight. It's not my job to, get people, to make people get saved. I can't save nobody. You can't save nobody. Uh, no, nobody in this room has ever saved anybody. Now, I have some guys come up to me in jail every once in a while. I, ask for a save. I say, yeah, you saved me two weeks ago. <laughs> I can't remember who you talked to because they all got the same color suits on. Ain't the brother Andy? Uh, y'all got the same color suits on? They all got the same color suits on. They all look alike. Listen, white or black, and other than that, and that's not a racial statement. That's just a fact. Are right, you listen? And uh, so I hear, I shouldn't have said that, but anyhow, here's I start to things tonight. I said, hey, hey, sure you're Well, yeah, you saved me two weeks ago. I look at him and I think, boy, I, you look like something i saved. <laughs> God never called you to save nobody. God called you and I to sow seed tonight. Our job tonight is not to save nobody, but our job tonight is to tell people how to get saved. That's our job to tell them how to get saved. And, and and I'll tell you this tonight. You sow the seed and he will get the job done. The Word of God still works tonight. I Can I say this tonight? Passing out gospel tracts still works. you right, listen. I'm telling you that right there works tonight. I'll promise you, you sow them seed. Don't it, Brother Robert? Can you read that one? You can read that. Don't you go on me to Mexico then. But listen this. <laughs> <laughs> can you handle that it says hello Julio <laughs> but anyhow all right, listen. so get your bilingual here's one bilingual it's Spanish on one side and English on the other side so I'll say this tonight to have a happy harvest you gotta sow seed and the seed's the word of God you gotta sow the word of God and I will promise you tonight if you study your bible and that's his 13 that seed was sowed three places it was sowed on stony ground. It was sowed among thorns. And then it was sowed among good ground. Not everybody you give a tract is going to get saved. Not everybody you witness is going to get saved. Not every door you knock on is going to come to church. But thank God, every, <laughs> hey, every once in a while, you sow the seed. Every once in a while, thank God, as somebody gets saved, they sow the seed. I was, several weeks ago, my brother and I was in jail at Dobson. And I tell this boy about Christ. And his buddy was standing right beside of him. I believe this old boy really got saved. He, I don't think he's there now. But, but, but I really believe he got saved. When went jailhouse religion. I believe he meant business. And I went right through the uh, plan of salvation and showed him the person of Christ. How Christ died for him, showed him how to get saved. And, uh, and when he got saved, he said, how about my buddy? And his buddy was standing right beside of him. I wouldn't really pay any attention to him, but he'd listen to every word i said. I turned around and looked at him. And I said, how about it? He said, I will. And uh, he got saved too. Hey, listen to me. The Word of God's powerful tonight. while well, we need to do is sow the Word of God. It will work. It may fall on stony ground. And it may fall on, 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 uh, among thorns. But every once in a while, it'll fall on good ground. And by the way, can I tell you something tonight? ain't no bad seed, This bad soil. There ain't no bad seed. And just bed soil. So just keep on sowing. Hey, I would say if we're going to have a happy harvest, we must sow the word of God. Let me ask you a question before I move. Get you a pocket full of these and leave them everywhere you go. You say it don't work. Don't tell me it don't work. I remember giving a lady one in a motel in another state. And some time ago, gave her a track. I was tired. i have been driving all day, and I gave her a gospel track. And I said, ma'am, would you mind if I share a gospel track with you? She said, no, and I gave her a track. And my wife and I went up in the room, stayed two, three hours, was tired, rested up, come back down to go to supper. And I said, ma'am, did you read that gospel tract? She said, I did. I said, how about it? She said, I did. I said, you did what? She said, I did what it said. Say it. I said, are you telling me you got saved? You trusted Christ? You're, you're saved now? She said, absolutely. So I looked up a preacher in that town. Is another state. And that town told her about her getting saved. So he'd follow her up with Hey, listen, all you got to do is sow the seed if you're going to have a heart listen to me now I'm telling you to have a happy harvest tonight, we got to sow the word of God sow it everywhere it works it works the man on the other side of the gas pump ain't there just getting gas he's there so you can get on the track you say I don't want to plunge into his business he is your business that's what D.L. Moody told that woman the Moody got on a train one day and saw so a witness to a woman sat beside of it. She said, sir, if you don't mind, into your own business. He said, ma'am, this is my business. <laughs> oh, yeah. Are you listening? And I'll tell you tonight, it works. I'll say we're going to have a happy harvest. Uh, come forth weeping. Uh, and he says in the verse here, doubtless shall come again with us. a happy harvest. We're going to have to sow the word of God. Number two, look at the second place with me real quick. Second Corinthians chapter nine. I'm waiting on you. 2 Corinthians chapter 9. That's New Testament. 2 Corinthians chapter 9. 2 Corinthians after 1 Corinthians. Everybody ready? I'm reading it. Here we go. Have a happy harvest. We've got to sow the word. Number two. Have a happy harvest. 2 Corinthians 9. Look at verse 6. But this I say. He that soweth sparingly. Shall reap also sparingly. He that soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Now, you and I both know that. You sow a little bit, you're going to get a little bit back. You sow a whole lot, you get a whole lot back. Uh, I planted a row of beans for part of the year. And I just, I didn't drop them, I just threw them out there. I mean, they're almost on top of one another. And when they come up, they didn't come up good because they was crowded. Too much. Too close together. But the other day, a few weeks ago, my wife and I, I planted those crowder peas. Do you plant yours? Are they up? At that high mine is too. And, uh, but you know what I done? I dropped them. I, put them. I put them about this far apart so they'd have room to grow. Uh, what are you saying, preacher? Uh, you sow bountifully, you're going to reap bountifully. You sow uh, 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 sparingly, you're going to reap sparingly. that by women Listen, you're not going to reap anything you don't sow. And I'll tell you, sow the seed. And I'll promise you this tonight. And I'll promise you this tonight. Everybody's not going to get saved if you give a gospel tract. And by the way, you're going to get cussed out every once in a while. You're going to get laughed at. You know how much that bothers me? It disturbs me. I've gone to take a baby aspirin to go to bed. Oh, listen. Hey, I'm telling you tonight. Uh, you sow bountifully, you'll reap bountifully. You sow sparingly, you'll reap sparingly. Look at the rest of the verse. Bible said, look at the verse again. Chapter 9, verse 6. But this I say, he that soweth sparingly, shall reap also sparingly. Neither so aboundly, he that soweth bountifully shall reap so badly, But watch this verse. Every man according to his purpose in his heart, so let him give, not grudging, nor necessity, for God loveth a what? A cheerful giver. I want to say if we're going to have a, a, a happy harvest, we're going to have to sow the word. If we're going to have a happy harvest, we've got to sow the wealth. The wealth. Uh, if you don't understand what that means, I'm talking about money. Invest in the work of God. Uh, invest in the work of God. The Bible said every man according to his person." so let him give, not grudge. You so bountifully, you reap bountifully. You so sparingly, you reap sparingly. And I will to say this to you real quick tonight. I always tell my wife this. We, when Stephanie's here, she knows what I'm saying is true. We tithe, and more than tithe, to this church every month. We do ours monthly because we the way our sport is, and the way our income is, we do it monthly. But when I'm out in meetings from time to time, I'll tell her, I'll say, hey, look, about church check tonight for $100. About church check tonight for 200 bucks. Our main deal is always first of the month. But every once in a while I'll tell her, I said, I said, how much we get in revival this week? And she'll say, well, you got so-and-so. And let's just say, I got $100. 100 bucks. And I will say to her, I'll, for instance, I'll say to her, uh, well, I'll check to the church $15. I won't be on the plus side of God instead of the minus side. Are y'all with me tonight? Listen to me. If you want, you want to have a happy harvest, you've got to sow the Word. you want to have a happy harvest, you've got to sow the wealth. And that's exactly what he's talking about now. Every man according to his purpose. You know, listen to this verse right here. The Bible said, Lay not up for yourself treasure on earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourself treasure in heaven, where neither moth doth uh, corrupt, or thieves break through and steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. You lay it up there, and every dime ought to be there when you get there. Are you hearing me? I said, every dime of it, hey, we ought to give while we live and so we see where it's going. A lot of people wait till they die and their young ones get their money. We ought to give while we live and so we see where it's going. And I'll tell you this tonight if you want to have a happy harvest, you're not only going to sow seed, you're going to sow wealth. Invest in the work of God. Invest in the work of God. For we are treasures, that will your heart be also. I told my wife this, and she looked at me kind of strange. I said, if I knew when we was going to die, I'd fix our money. For the day we die, we'd be broken to convict. And the last time I checked with her, we're right on schedule. <laughs> if I knew when I was going to die, are you listening? I'm telling you that if you want, if you really, really want a happy harvest, you're going to have so wealth. Well. And, I, and, I, and I'll just say this to you. And when I'm talking about, I'm talking about So in the work of God. What a joy to give the faith promise. What a joy to tithe to Amazing Grace Baptist Church and far more than tithe. What a joy invested in the things of God. Let me tell you something. Listen to me. Stock market's crazy. You and I know that tonight. All kinds of things are crazy. But I'll tell you, when you put it in heaven, and uh, listen, if you want to harvest, and you really, want, you really want something at the beam of the city of Christ, I'm telling you, invest your wealth tonight. Every dime of it will be there, more than that when you get to heaven. I'm telling you tonight, oh, my soul, what a joy to invest in the work of God. Have a happy heart. You've got to sow three things. Number one, you've got to sow the Word. Number two, you've got to sow wealth. Look why is that last Wednesday night, Galatians 6. Galatians 6, turn with me. Coming to an end. Piano yeah, players getting ready. So the word. Wait just a minute. Wait just a minute. So the word. So the wealth. You see it in scripture? Now look at Galatians 6. Verse 7. Be not deceived. God is not bought. For whatsoever a man soweth, soweth, shall he also reap? He that soweth to the flesh shall the flesh reap corruption. I wish we could learn that. But he that soweth to the Spirit shall reap life everlasting. I want to say, last of all, we've got to sow the Word. We've got to sow our wealth. Then we've got to sow our works. Our works. Whatsoever men soweth our works. Our works. Whatsoever men soweth. You know why folk won't go on visitations sometimes? They're lazy. You know why folk won't walk bus routes? They're lazy. You know why a lot of folk don't want to teach Sunday school? They're lazy. Your works. Are you listening to me? And I'll say this tonight. You're going to have a happy harvest. You're going to have to sell your works. And what I simply mean by that is, be busy for God. Be busy for God. i tell you what I did when I pastored. If I wanted something to get done in my church, I went and found busy people. They're the ones that get your job done. i busy folk tonight. The Bible says in, our text, in this verse here, I pray that sow through the flesh. Be not saved. God's not mocked whatsoever man soil. that shall he also reap. You work right, and sow right, and so uh, 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 so worked. Hey, listen, you'll reap that. Let, let me give you this right here. Listen to this verse. Proverbs chapter 6, verse 6. Go that the ain't thy slugger. Could read it this way. Go to the night, thy Baptist, <laughs> and consider her ways, and be wise, which have no guide, overseer, or ruler. Watch this verse. Provide her meat in the summer, and gather her food in the harvest. And they ain't got enough sense known in summertime. It's time to gather stuff for the winter. Listen to this verse right here. Proverbs chapter 10, verse number 5. He that gathereth in the summer is a wise son, but he that sleepeth in harvest is a son that calls shame. How true that is tonight. And I just want to say this in closing tonight. Hey, you want to have a happy harvest? You got to sow works. Sow the right kind of works. Work for God. Work for God. Work for God. And by the way, think about this tonight. He saved you in it and cost you a dime. The price was paid in full. It's done. It's done. I believe on the Son. I'm saved by the blood of the crucified. I didn't do a thing get saved as far as my works tonight. He paid the debt and paid it in full. Then after he saved me, get this. He turned around and said this. If you'll work for me, I'll pay you. If you'll work for me, I'll, I'll lay something up for you. If you'll work for me, I'm telling you, he's got he's got something laid up. that's a whole lot better than CDs. He's got something laid up, a whole lot better than 410Bs or whatever they are. He's got, he's got. Are you listening to me tonight? I'm telling you tonight. Hear me. You work for God. You're going have a happy harvest. Hey, we gotta sow work. We gotta sow uh, the word. Hey, we gotta sow. Thank God our wealth tonight. You'll reap. You'll reap what you sow. I thought about this and I'm done. Come man, we come. But when he saw the multitude. He was moved on compassion of them because they were scattered abroad as the sheep having no shepherd. He saith unto the disciples, the harvest is truly plentiful, but the labors are few. You know what he's saying? I need somebody to work for me. I need somebody to get involved. The labors are few. I I read this first while ago, but I'm reading it again. John 9 verse 4. I must work the work of him that sent me while it is day. I didn't read that while ago either. I must work the work of him that sent me while it's day. I must work. See, here's the problem tonight. I'm done. Right now it's three minutes after seven in Alabama. I'm done. Watch this. Here's the problem. We as independent Baptists, we believe we're saved by grace and rightly so. We don't believe we're saved by works. We believe we're saved by grace. And we get that so embedded in our mind. You know, we, we don't have to do nothing to be saved. Well, you've got to furnish the center. You've got to realize your laws. You've got to realize you're going to hell. You've got to do that. As far as saving you, you don't have a thing to do with it. He does it all. It's all by grace. So here's what we do. We get this idea in our mind. We're saved by grace. But saving grace don't cause you to sit down and do nothing. For by grace are we saved through faith, that ourselves is the gift of God, and not of works, lest say mention both. For we are his workmanship. You read that next verse? For we are his work. That's verse 10, Ephesians 2.10. For we are his workmanship, created unto Christ Jesus, unto good works. And I'll say this to you tonight. You only to have the happy harvest? Sow some words. Sow some work. See the preacher. See what you can do. He may need somebody in junior church. He may need somebody to drive a van. He may need another, another member in the choir. Uh, are you listening to me? Work for God. Hey, listen to me. Work for God. Are you listening? I got a plaque in my office. Here's what it says. What does it say? When you work for God, the pay isn't much, but the retirement plan is out of this world. Is that what it says? Work for God, the pay isn't much, but the retirement plan is out of this world. The older I get, the more I realize I got more miles behind me than I do in front of me. It makes me want to work harder. It makes me want to give more. It makes me want to tell more about Christ. It makes me want to invest in the work of God. And I'll tell you that one more time. You can't beat that. I tell my wife quite often while. We'll, we'll be somewhere. For instance, two weeks ago where I was at, uh, the church I was in has a print ministry. Now I'm not tooting my whistle. I'm just telling you this. I told Jan five years ago, I said, uh, I want to invest in that. So we started five years ago, monthly, invest in, in that particular that we do faith promise here at the church that's never changed it's got more than less but I told her I said I believe I want to invest in that right there I believe the retirement I believe the dividends of that's going to be pretty good I, I believe it's got, 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 we're going to get dividends from all around the world what are you investing in huh what are you going to leave behind what would your youngins do if you fixed your wheel where you did what I said walk up Fix it. If you just know when you're gonna die. Fix it where your money lasts right up to the last day. Boy, I got some youngers mad at me right now, let's stand together.